perfeito Tem ninguém nesse mundo olha bom E linda, morena, bonita Tem ninguém nesse mundo olha bom Uma infecção tão perfeita My check. Welcome to Club Shadow episode 272. Listen, I, listen, I have to check something before I before I say something stupid. Let me let me check on my YouTube studio. Uh when was the last time we had our guest? Uh because this is an extra special guest and this is one of my favorite humans in the world. And listen, Last time she was here was episode number six of Club Shadow. And today we are 272. So she abandoned us for 266 episodes. That's, 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 I'm, I'm, I want to cry. I want to, I want to cry as I'm saying this. Listen. Uh, some, sometimes, uh, I call her and I say, yo, let me call my best friend. And she never answers. Like, cause she's like, she's, she's New York royalty. You know, she's too busy. 
making millions and buying places and running the world, running, running Jersey. So yeah, whenever I call, like she's like, yeah, I'll call him back. And then she calls me in the morning or she sent me a message. Hey, love you. Miss you. And I'm like, I called you yesterday. <laughs> I was live and just, yeah, yeah. So at a point she said, okay, I'm coming. I'm coming to the live. Listen, from episode number six to episode 272. That's not normal. This show is brought to you by Shadowware, the gods of good fortune. It is midnight and 42 here in Lisbon, Portugal. It is 7 p.m. in uh, 7 p.m. and 42, I guess, in New York City. Uh, everybody in the chat, if you're watching from YouTube, from Facebook, from Twitter, from uh, Twitch, and soon Instagram and TikTok, though, though those are the next platforms that we're about to invade. Put the flag of where you're watching from and what time it is in your time zone. Uh, and uh, listen, I want to acknowledge our stream royalty for the month of uh, January. Daniel Chim with $21 donation. Thank you so much. I want to say hi and thank you to all our sponsors. And without further ado, as, as they say in the U.S., uh, help me give a warm welcome. Give me a lot of rainbows in the chat for uh, the one and only Marcy Depina, my <laughs> friend. <laughs> Did you like my intro? I love it. I cannot believe it was episode six was the first time that I was on the show. It's been like three years. That's crazy. You have done 272 shows. Yep, yep. I've been consistently doing episodes one, two per week, nonstop, unless I'm sick or traveling. Yeah, I've been, I'm, I'm making this like my, my next, my next thing. That's my, that's, that's the next million dollar here. Hey. How are you? <laughs> have you been? I'm doing good. I've been busy as usual, running around That's doing crazy. all the Listen, things. I've never seen but, somebody um, busy like you. <laughs> like that's makes no sense. It doesn't make sense. And I'm actually my goal for 2023 is to be less busy. I need more oh. time for fun. I need more time for fun. Actually, so we're about to say hi to everybody, but so for everybody who's here, before we say hi to everybody, can you introduce, I mean, I know everything about you because we've, we've been besties, cosmic brothers and sisters for soon two decades, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so what do you do? What are all the... Oh, you want me to listen? It's hard, you know, it's hard for me to mm -hmm. meet people like me, meaning mm -hmm. people that are doing like a lot of, you know, workaholics who are running this, running that, are into art, business, etc. So tell the people, what do you do? Wow. Go ahead. 
Okay. So um, I have a couple of different roles. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to try to keep this quick. So I'm the executive director of a foundation in the city of Newark, which is the Newark City Parks Foundation. Uh, we manage the five downtown parks in the city, which are the, you know, the the largest parks in the city, or I should say, the most visible parks in the city. Um, I'm also an executive producer for iHeartRadio, where I'm a podcast producer, and I'm a DJ. I DJ pretty regularly. And I'm the music curator at the Nork Museum. And I'm the president of the board for the Nork Arts Council. And I also independently produce events and things. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to let me say hi to everybody because I'm going to take them. One by one. La Milliardaire. Hi, how are you? Long time. Happy to see you, Master Electronic. I hope you're doing great. Juju Zhao. Uh, hey, I hope you're doing great as well. Joel Amen. Welcome back. Black Free Thinker. What it do? Uh, who else is here? Oh, Emo Kashupo. What up? That's a strange name, but hi. Welcome. Uh, Emery was good. Yannick Barboza, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Dalia MTV, hello. Uh, who else is here? Ari Gilles on Facebook, what up? Welcome. I'm watching from New Jersey. Yes, yeah, not far from you. It's not far from Newark. Hey, 7:42 p.m. Hair. Look at that. Hello, Marcy from Sabrina. What up, Sabrina? Uh, Hello, Marcy from Julie. Hi, Julie. Well, I'm from Brazil, but I'm in computer, so I can't really send emoji. But well, it's 20, it's 2145. Okay. Então, estás em Brasil, uh, estás a ver BBB, porque a minha mulher está obcecada com BBB Brasil. Está mesmo. My, my wife is obsessed with Big Brother Brazil right now. So that's like, she has two screens, two TVs, kitchen TV and bedroom TV, watching different part of that screen. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Emmanuel... He's saying hi, beautiful. Hi. Delphine is saying hello from Montreal. Hey, Delphine and baby. <laughs> All right. It is uh, 7.47 in Syracuse, New York. I just saw this comment on YouTube, but it's not. There it is. 7.47, Syracuse, New York. All right. So let me take them one by one. You are the, let me take the simple ones. So you are the music curator Mm -hmm. for the Newark Museum of Arts. That's it? Correct. So so what, what is it? So it was actually a role that they created for me because what was happening, you know, the museum, of course, in an effort to bring people into the museum, they do a lot of events, they do a lot of programming. And um, 
they initially reached out to me to ask me advice. Oh, hey, you know, we're looking for this type of artist or we're trying to reach this type of audience. Can you make some suggestions? Can you connect us? Can you, you know, um, find out if they're interested in working with us? And the Newark Museum is the largest museum in New Jersey. So they have a lot of things going on. And at some point it just they just said to me, hey, you know, you're doing all this work for us. And then I started doing other things. It wasn't like just curating for shows. It was curating for, um, for example, some of their online app. They have an online app. They did an app with um, a company called Bloomberg. Um, they okay. needed music for that. So they were, you know, they were doing different things that they needed music to accompany. And they kept asking me for my advice. And I would DJ there a lot. So what eventually is- they just said, yeah. So excuse me. What is curating? So curating is when you are selecting. You're basically using your expertise to select, be very carefully select uh, artists that are appropriate for whatever is going on. So like there's there's an event, for example, there's going to be a, let's say a wine tasting at the the museum and you're going to choose not only the music that plays during like the playlist or maybe right. you're going to choose the dj or maybe you're going to choose yes. the person that's going to sing that's exactly. your exactly wow. okay yeah and it started out it really did start out with me doing events with them i was i already had worked with them a lot but then when the pandemic happened of course everybody started doing things virtually so i was like djing i was doing i did like a whole forza series and then from there it just kind of snowballed into all this other stuff for those who don't know, what is Forza? Ah, Forza. So Forza is my company. It's called Forza Media Group. Uh, the word Forza, if you're from a Portuguese-speaking culture, uh, you know that Forza has many different meanings. And I think in the Cape Verdean context, it takes on an even different kind of feeling. But um, it essentially means strength, life force. Um and for me, it's just something that we say to each other when you're saying goodbye or you want to send somebody a little extra energy, you say, Forza. So I've been saying peace, love, and Forza for years. So it's just appropriate name for my company. All right. Oops. Sorry. I'm. <laughs> you were zooming I'm, in. I was I'm like, we're getting I'm closer. In, like, <laughs> I mean, let's, yeah. <laughs> uh, Actually, I want I want to try something, but I'm, I'm I hope it's not gonna destroy this live. I heard that I can record all the cameras, all the cameras individually, so that when oh, I want to wow. repurpose, right, when I want to repurpose the 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 live, I can yeah. actually like take like, your image by itself and then I can make shorts and stuff with it. So I just turn it on just to see if, uh, if it's going to work. So like not only it's, it saves you your whole show as a, yeah. as a file that goes away so I can back it up, but then it saves your camera, your cameras, your camera on, on one separate file and my camera on a separate file. And, uh-huh. uh, and, um, it also saves the, 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 the audio separate mm-hmm. as well so okay. if you have an issue let's say the sound of one of the guests is is lower than everybody you can recalibrate mm-hmm. everything re-edit so this this is a very interesting mm, i love that urban sweet spot what up hello welcome welcome home 
Um, Matt Music, what up? So, so you are the curator for so. Uh, ex excuse, pardon my New York uh, lack of knowledge. You, 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 you. So, you are part of the Newark mm -hmm. uh, Museum, but you mm -hmm. talked about New Jersey. So, what's the, is it the? Mm -hmm. uh, it's so these different cities, right? Well, so New Jersey is the state and oh, okay. North is a city is in the inside state. of New Jersey. Okay. Yeah, it's the, okay, okay, it's okay. the biggest it's the biggest city in the state of New Jersey. And it's about right. 15 minutes from New York City. After listening to everything you say, I know that a friend of yours is the mayor. Mm -hmm. It's actually uh uh used to be a rapper, right? Do it mm -hmm. all. He's a poet. Oh, oh, but I was a councilman. As a councilman. Mm -hmm. Listening to everything you're saying, I don't know why, because listen, you and you and I, we know each other so well. We've been through so much things <laughs> together. I don't know why, but I feel like you might at a point go into New York politics. You think so? Listen, I, I don't know. Listen, when I was tell when I was listening to you telling me all these things that you do for the city, I was like, wait a minute. Like that's the that's the trajectory. At a point, you take like a yeah. Listen, it 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 just this. Wait, wait, wait. Does it make sense what I'm saying? I uh, no, it makes sense, and you're not the first person to say that. Okay. So, all right. Listen. The, the funny thing is, is that I got to tell you this. So. So a couple of years ago, uh, the incumbent council person for the neighborhood that I live in was retiring. And that neighborhood has a lot of Portuguese speakers. We have people from, you know, Cabo Verde, Angola, uh, Portugal, Brazil, et cetera, et cetera. And there's also a lot of Spanish speakers there. So somebody was like, I really feel like you should run. The, the person who was the incumbent was Portuguese. And, you know, they were like, they need, we need somebody who can speak, speak both Spanish and Portuguese. You'd be perfect. And I was like, oh, hell no, I'm not interested in like, no, then you have no life. It's like your whole entire life, you're living under a microscope. And the yeah. work, I mean, I'm already busy, but the work never stops. So I was like, no, absolutely not. But then last night I was having a conversation with my son and my son was Look like, at that. Why wouldn't you do like why wouldn't you go that seems like the next logical step and now your brother <laughs> is telling listen listen it's just logical because you're gonna arrive to the, those points where there's some roadblocks that you can only unlock if you have the power to be on the other side and maybe you're not there yet but for real We never, we never had that conversation, but when I was listening to you enumerating all the things you do for the city, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, there's something here. Mm. And you know, sometimes we don't assume, we don't assume ourselves. We don't assume like the, the role mm -hmm. we take and how, you know, our, yeah. everything we have on our back already for the city where we work for the people it reminds me of me when people were like okay what's next and i was like in 90 i'm talking about 98 mm -hmm. 97 98 and it was like okay what's next everybody was behind me i was like you guys leave leave my back like go do your thing and i was like no we're waiting for you to tell us what's next you're the leader i was like no i'm nobody's leader 
<laughs> I ended I ended up signing everybody for, to my label. So <laughs> I can feel it. Okay, so let's continue. <laughs> uh, Julie said, Marcy, you have a bright personality. Oh, thank you, Julie. <laughs> so curation for the museum. Uh, let me, then now let's talk about what you do for the the parks so are these the parks in newark or new jersey yeah no they're the parks in newark okay just in so newark. The, mm -hmm. so what you do then for them so i do everything for them really from raise the money to program them and maintain them um i manage the staff well we it's it's basically a new organization it just was created last year so i'm the first okay. executive director so it's been like building a startup i've had to build it from the ground up so that meant everything from getting a lawyer and getting insurance and you know finding staff and building out like systems and you know just really like building the business so um the business after you know that there's what that is, and then mm -hmm. but what is the business of a park so it's a non-profit organization um it's not a for-profit organization and the primary business is making sure the parks are clean and well maintained okay. making sure they're safe and making sure that they're programmed, uh, that they have activities and activations that are, um, you know, going to be uh, inclusive and welcoming to people and that will encourage people to interact with the space. And then we also do other things like advocate for public space and teach people about the importance of the environment. I have a park in front of my house. I mean, you know, I, know. I, have, <laughs> I have kilometers of park in front of my house, but it's there's no... There's no, there's no, huh? what's going on? I have to plug in my computer. Hold on one second. Keep talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you hearing me? So no, what I'm saying is that I have some parks in front of my house. I have actually five kilometers of parks in front of my house uh, on the waterfront uh, on both sides of the neighborhood, but they are not there's no activities in the parks so my question here is when you say activities uh non-profit etc mm -hmm. uh how big are those parks first and what do you mean activities because mm -hmm. the parks in front of my house other than cleaning them mm -hmm. uh there's nothing other people chilling in the park Really? Like, Nothing? Yeah. No. Here in, I mean, the ones in front of my neighborhood. Really? Other than the fireworks and the new year, there's absolutely nothing in the park. Maybe in the summer, like far away, far away on the, 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 the north side of the neighborhood. I think sometimes mm -hmm. there's some music stuff. Mm -hmm. But no, the parks are just green, green spaces that people walk their dogs and and have picnics and they chill with their kids and on the waterfront, but there's no like, there's no animation, something. So when you say wow. you are actually having a lawyer for the park, there's no lawyer for the park in front of the house. So no, what I'm sure there is, but you just maybe you maybe you're not aware of it. I'm sure like Liz Lisbon probably has a parks department. It's probably part mm. of the city, and then okay. they do have you know legal. They have insurance in case. I mean, I things are different in Europe here. Everybody wants to sue if something happens, but, yeah. um, but what I will say is this, is that, uh, we, 
the goal is to encourage people to use the parks, to get out and actually like use the parks, to be outside in nature, to, to run, to walk, to, so we have uh, like hundreds of events in the summer, hundreds from everything from boat tours, kayaking, because, you know, we have five different parks and one of them is on a riverfront. So we have access to the river. So we do kayaking, boat tours. Um, we do fitness classes like yoga, Zumba, meditation classes, um, fit club. We do wow. concerts of all types, like all types of music. We do theatrical productions. We do big, huge, like dance parties, you know, with DJs. And when I mean, I'm talking about thousands of people come out for those. Um, we do educational things. Um, wow. And then we're also like right now in the process of building a kids camp so that we can teach kids about the different types of like taking care of plants, taking care of, you know, landscaping, that type of stuff, but not just that, teaching them the importance of the environment and how public spaces are really important, especially when you live in an urban area, because we have less trees, we have less trees in our environment. So that means something, they call it a heat island is what happens when you don't, when you have nothing but concrete, the temperature in your location will be higher than any other location because there's no nature to yes. absorb the sun. So yeah. that's detrimental for our health and also for the environment. So we teach you know, children about sustainability and about, you know, why they should be respectful of the space, that they should take care of the space, that they should feel like it's their space. So we do everything. And then we do other things that are not necessarily events, but we consider them programs like large scale art projects. Or like, for example, during the winter, we have ice skating, we have a huge ice skating rink with, um, you know, vendors and food trucks and that type of thing, like shopping for the holidays. And then we light up all of the parks with holiday lights. Like that's considered to be a program lighting okay. up the park or like putting up, you know, like a mural or something like that. The U.S. is so litigious. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Very. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I mean, I mean, the, the parks are beautiful in front of my neighborhood. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, there's, I know there's one with, uh, there's a lot of koi fishes. There's a one that they're building as some flowers. They like, they are decoration. I know they are really well uh, treated because it's a rich neighborhood and stuff, but there's no like a program of the park. I mean, I know that Parc das Nassange has uh, this little journal of all the things. There's a lot of art around and stuff, but, and there's some art. Um, there's a, there's a, there's, open air art that is uh, displayed on the new the new part of the neighborhood where actually I want to buy there uh, on the south side but it's not like what you're saying like and and I guess one of the reasons as well is because in the center of my neighborhood we have the Altis Arena with 12,000 places where you have all the all the concerts take place there and you have the shopping in the middle as well so most of the activity the yeah most of the activity concert festivals uh uh anything that is related like even uh the 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 the, the bike tours like the all that stuff happens in the middle of the neighborhood mm -hmm. both sides of the neighborhood are, are really residential all the restaurants are in the middle everything on both sides is residential So I guess maybe this is the reason why they really keep it 
mm-hmm. like yeah it's really for like on sundays you're gonna see all the families just there mm-hmm. walking and people are doing their jog like, that's what i do on the waterfront etc but yeah there's a lot of concerts there's a lot of things going on but in the middle mm-hmm. not in the that's, parks oh, interesting yeah, no. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's it's a big deal here, you know, because if you look at even New York City, you have Central Park, which is the largest park in the city. It's mm-hmm. really one of the only major green spaces in New York. Like there's other smaller parks, but there's no other park that you can not in Manhattan that you can like walk and then, you know, like walk for, you know, a mile and still mm-hmm. be in a park. Um, and concerts are huge there you have central park summer stage which is their city parks foundation they've been doing huge concerts for i think it's like over 20 years now that they've had that program and i think because you know there's so little access to the outdoors in these cities these events in the summer are a thing it's a big thing they have all people look forward to it all year long because they're free it's free concerts it's outside but what we found is that you know, before COVID, this was always a thing. But since COVID, parks have taken on even more importance. I mean, I just attended a gala and it was in the city and the mayor of New York City was the keynote speaker. And he said something that was like so powerful. He said, you know, during COVID, if it wasn't for my park, I don't think I would have made it because his mom had passed away during COVID and all this stuff was going on and every, and you know, we were all like in our houses every single day, he would go to that park and he would sit there and then he'd walk around or he'd exercise and just felt like he was having some sort of human interaction. So there was that component, but then there was also the component of once things started to open up, doing things outdoors felt safer than doing things indoors because you were outside. You didn't have to worry so much about, contracting COVID. So we greatly increased our programs during COVID because we knew that people wanted to get out. And so, you know, it's it's like more than doubled the amount of events that we do. That's super interesting. <laughs> hey, Vanessa, long Hi. time no see. Welcome back. Something that uh, I've actually seen uh, when we're talking about all these concrete jungles that are uh, building so much concrete that there's a uh, less green, less green. Yeah. I I was watching a documentary uh, not so long ago about, and they were talking actually about uh, about uh, how in Singapore every meter square that you uh, that you are building on, if you remove a green space. You have to rebuild it as part of your building. And yeah. like if you, let's say you you remove, uh, I don't know, 10 acres of, uh, of land to build on top, you have to rebuild those 10 acres of, of, uh, of green either on top of your building or inside. And I was, I was watching a lot of, a lot of images and oh, wow. look how they are like, so they really are building a, a city that has, yeah, like all these gar- all these gardens, uh, like this. And oh, that's amazing! 
and it, it, it is true it makes the city less mm-hmm. more green and less hot as well and mm-hmm. and a lot of these these uh buildings the access to the 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 upper the upper parts are free to everybody you can you oh, can bike there fun. on and and mm-hmm. and and that's something that is uh, super important for them and i was well i'm in the wrong place that's <laughs> not where i was yeah so that's that's uh that's amazing that and i, I was a uh, really um asking myself if you know a lot of our cities would would uh would be able to create stuff like that because a lot of these cities they yeah they don't get it they like wait look i, I was looking at this uh of course this is the they have some structures like this one mm-hmm. mm. this is amazing and yeah, did you see the airport no Mm-mm. you didn't see the airport no i've oh, never wait. seen it oh my <laughs> god like singapore airport is like it's wait let me show you inside let me go to cnn i'm like what are you listening to in the background there <laughs> I, i'm like grooving over here <laughs> that's their that's their music but look oops That's the airport. Wow. 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 Oh, I have to go there. And so you see on on the top. So you have, this is water that you see going down. Yeah. So they're capturing rainwater. We do a lot of that same kind of stuff. Yeah. That's amazing. Wait, so are they capturing the rainwater or is it a fountain? It's like a giant, uh, I don't know if it's, look at this. Wow go there that looks incredible yeah, me too like look at this let's go look at this at the airport that's, that's yeah. inside of the airport that's amazing so what so you see those those things you see behind the the, the pink elephant that the yeah. that's to go to the planes wow wow 40 yeah. meter tall rain vortex look at this and you have the those little trains are taking you to the, to between planes. Look at this. Wow. That's the airport. All step up. That, I mean, it looks like Wakanda. Like we need to all step it up. It <laughs> doesn't even look said. like it's real. <laughs> look at this. That's inside of an airport. Yeah, I think that's the wave of the future, though. I think we're we're starting to catch on that the way that we've been treating our planet is not. <laughs> is not sustainable and 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 we're going to ultimately end up suffering for it so if we don't start to make these changes what was it during covid where you know the time where people were not driving so like the first within the first month they said the emissions were like greatly reduced just by us not having our normal traffic yeah Um, i've never seen the water in front of my house so clear yeah yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, Even the air, the air was like, I was like, oh my god, what is this? So, 
Let me go back to my list. Because, <laughs> yo. So for the city of Newark, so we, we said curating the museum yeah. and curating, I mean, being the, the head of the parks. Right. So that's already a lot of, a lot of time yes. to do these two, right? I guess the parks is, is more in the summer, I guess. Or you also it's, do stuff it, in the winter. Yeah, in the winter, I'm focused on fundraising and, you know, planning. Okay. I mean, we have like a, well, we're also like in the process of renovating some of the parks. So, you know, have to raise money. So there's always, yeah. it's millions of dollars every year that we have to raise. So it never really stops. But it's way busier in the summer. Of course. So. Producer for iArt. Yes. So what does it mean? Like, what do you do as a producer for iHeart? What does it, what is the job? So the job is that I'm, I like oversee production. So I started out when I first started with them, I was doing audio engineering, uh, rec you know, editing, um, and also doing the editorial production for podcasts. Um, and generally what happens is, you know, iHeart will assign me to a show that's either new and coming up. I'll help with the shaping of it, the format, the, um, you know, what makes sense in terms of um, the overall, you know, goal of the show, right? What the show is about, like coming up with the name, all that stuff. So, um, when I first started, I was doing like everything I would do from the beginning to the end, but I've been with them for a while now. And now I'm an executive producer. When I first started out, I was a producer editor. Now I'm an executive producer. So it's a little bit more high level where I'm overseeing the whole production. So I'll you have an editor. The, yeah. You overseeing the people who are doing what you, okay. Right, what I used to do. So I, and then sometimes I'll step in and like edit or engineer a session or something like that. But like, you know, we have writers, we have, I have editors that I work with and uh, hosts of shows. Thank you. Mm -hmm. so, so wait a minute. How many shows do you work for? Um, right now I have um, Angie Martinez, IRL. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. You work on that yeah. one? Wow. Yeah. Oh and they God. were just um, nominated for an NAACP Image Award. So I know for outstanding podcast. So I'm really, really happy for her, especially because she's been yeah. able to land some phenomenal interviews. I mean, the interview she had with Lauren London, which started it off, was except I'm getting goosebumps because that was just an exceptional interview, and it's just got better and better until the point. There that was she one, just, she, yeah, Kim Kardashian. I mean, that was huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, especially after. We're going to talk about... Are we going to talk about Kanye? Hey. <laughs> of course we're going to talk about Kanye. <laughs> wow. So that's, that's yeah, that's super interesting. So so yeah. when there's a show, mm -hmm. yeah, everybody give me some rainbows to congratulate her Yay, on, thank on you. this. Cause, uh, so like you have like what, 20 podcasts, 10 podcasts, like you are well, executive producing? Like, right right now I have... Right now I have three shows that I'm, well, four shows that I'm working on. So it's Angie Martinez IRL um, and then Angela Yee's Lip Service, which is ah, Angela yeah. Yee was 
former host of Breakfast Club. She just left the Breakfast Club, and that show is about. It's really interesting. It's all about sex. So it's like yeah. about. You know, it's like yeah, you, I'm sure you know about it, right? So, so there's that nope. show. Yeah, it's good. It's a good show. Um, and then I've, I've I've seen some some clips. Yeah, yeah, some of it's really funny. Um, so same thing for that show. I just provide like the high level stuff. And then I worked on another show where I was actually doing more like music licensing for them, which is called City of the Rails. And it's about people who are basically modern day hobos. They live by the you know this is in the united states they live by jumping onto freight trains and traveling like that's how they survive like they don't live in houses they 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 live a very minimalistic lifestyle so that show was very interesting and then i had produced the san diego zoo podcast which is also very interesting and now i'm working on my own show that i'm producing and hosting so i'm excited about that Maybe I'll be invited finally somewhere. Yes. Oh, you've been on my show plenty of times. It was so funny that the other day memory came up of of you being on my show when I had my show on Nork.fm, my Forza show. And I haven't done interviews in forever now because now my show's at Rise Radio, which is in Brooklyn. It's a different kind of format. Like it's a it's an actual venue. It's not like just in a studio. It's a restaurant. So I, I haven't done oh, any wow, interviews. Nice. I just mainly play music, right? I haven't done the interviews because it's just a little bit different. Um, but it was funny that it came up as a memory of you being on my show. And then I had another oh, I memory remember. of me like wishing you happy birthday on air. <laughs> I, you know, I would love to do a club shot in a restaurant, like one Let's episode, go. like live with a with a bunch of people and like a crowd and just having a interaction with the public and be live on YouTube at the same time. That would, that would be amazing. Uh, so that's the I heart part. And now you're going to have your own show when you're going to be also like, are you, it's going to be like work weekly, monthly. No, it's a narrative show. So it's, it's what they call an iHeart original show. So it's more of a narrative show. It's a story that's going to be encapsulated into six. Yeah. It's only six episodes, right? So in six episodes, I'm... Uh, like you're telling the story of something or somebody, something like yeah. that? Yeah, so oh. it's a story about one of my ancestors. And oh, amazing. It, yeah, and it's me telling his incredible life story but then at the same ah, yeah, time you told me about this yeah. you told me about him yeah. yeah sweet daddy grace he was a a, a preacher who came from cup he immigrated in the like late 1800s and he um he ended up becoming one of the richest black men in america and he was highly controversial and most people a lot of cape verdians especially didn't want anything to do with him because he was really different and um so the story is it's both about me telling his story and trying to unpack and understand why nobody's ever told his story before but then also understanding am i really are we really related or not because everybody mm. people say we are related but then when i directly ask family members they say no we're not so i'm just trying to so figure why is it everybody out. like scared of him most like scared of i mean well, we'll look up i'm gonna story. let the show i'll yeah, i'll listen the to the show <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Urban though. sounds nice. He's, wow. Yeah, What's character. his name? Sweet Daddy Grace. Sweet Daddy Grace. Mm -hmm. Let me see what. Marcelino Manuel de Grasa. That's him. Oh, wow. <laughs> Preacher to lead them all. 
why he had a he had a sect or something like that. Yeah, people say it was a cult. You know, it's he started this United House of Prayer. It was really the reason why. Uh, I will say this is one of the reasons why people were really three million people. Off. Right, people were really turned off because he was not shy about showing off his money. Look at his nails, three inches long. He wore, oh. you know, really expensive Whoa. suits. He had like a fleet of luxury vehicles. He had mansions everywhere. And some of the buildings that he owned were like iconic. Oh, you have to send me that link. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Uh, let me send it to you. It's interesting how like searches come up differently when you're in a different country. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he was, you know, like I said, he was always in the papers. He was really controversial. Um, but I think primarily because he had so much money and people felt like he was using the people in his congregation to get himself rich. And I don't think, they, I, I personally think, I'm, you know, he was a visionary, I personally think. I, I'm, the podcast isn't necessarily about judging him. It's more so trying to understand how he did. How did he accomplish all of that during like Jim Crow, during the Depression? He died oh. in 1960. He had to have, he hired, he had a, a, a Jewish lawyer and a Jewish real estate agent who would purchase property for him because they would not sell to him because he was black. So, you wow. know, this is somebody who managed to do exceptional things in a time where uh, it was very difficult to, to move outside of your small environment. Wow. That's interesting. I can't yeah. wait to listen to this while I'm running. Mm -hmm. I can't wait for you to listen to it. I'm excited. Yeah, that sounds like uh, something great. Clarinha, ha. Hi. Hi. All right. So that's <laughs> number, that was number, what, number job number three or four? Three. That's three. What's left? <laughs> um. Well... I mean, I, I am the president of the board for the Newark Arts Council. The Newark Arts Council is the organization here in town that supports artists, that helps to uh, provide opportunities and also bridges the gap between corporations or institutions who are looking for artists or looking to have art in their, in their um, institution. So I serve on the board there, which does, you know, it is, um, I do... I do, my primary goal there is really to advocate for the artist um, and just to help with, so that's also like a lot of high level stuff, just making sure that the budget is in check and making sure that everything is, you know, the way that it's supposed to be. So there's that. And then what else? Wait, so <laughs> like, that's a lot of things for one person. And what else? You know, DJing. And on top of that, you're a DJ. You recently uh, DJed in, uh, you have you had a DJ set in Lisbon. I couldn't I be did. there. Why, why didn't I go? I forgot why. I don't I... You, you, you dissed me. You and Body were both <laughs> supposed to come and you guys left me hanging. I was like, where's Keisha? It's my debut in Lisboa. Yeah, I don't remember what happened. <laughs> but I know it was a great party, but. It was fun. Didn't I arrive the day after or something like that? No, I had you to were travel. There. No, no, don't try to make an excuse of travel. You were there. You fell asleep. I think you had fallen asleep or something. Uh, like yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. I remember that night because we, we were together the day before, the day after. Right. 
don't worry. I cried myself to sleep that night because you weren't there, but I got, <laughs> I got over it. <laughs> all right. So you are doing all these things. So you are really a power, you are powerhouse, a power executive. Like, like, listen, it just makes sense that at a point, the next logical step is for you to start unlocking the next level. I to be able to do more like it, it will come to you we see it me and Bo we see it you don't see it yet but we <laughs> see it now with all this like when somebody a woman that is busy like this right you are like what they say in nowadays like the modern woman like right, mm -hmm. right. you need no man <laughs> you need no man to to pay for your rent, for your bills. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, so is there space for love? Mm, I'm asking questions question. like I don't know, I like I don't know your life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess this is for the purposes of the audience, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, like, Definitely so no, the thing is this, mm -hmm. I'm super busy as well. I mean, like you don't know my life, but I'm right. the busiest person in the world. I yeah. finally found a formula that works mm -hmm. where I can continue to be uh, the workaholic that I am because I work from home mm -hmm. most of the time. I'm thinking mm -hmm. about getting an office, but mm -hmm. I work from home for most of the things. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a man, it's a little different. But if I was curating parks, curating um, our music for for museum, uh, an executive producer, iHeart, uh, having my own podcast soon, uh, DJing, being on a board of this and that, like, do you do you leave space for? Uh, personal life or do you have like do you have time first of all for personal life um yeah i mean yes and no right so yes i do make time um i do force myself to to make time okay one of the one of the ways that i do that is by traveling because when i travel i can disconnect from you know all the stuff even if it's just for a few days so that's really important i try to be intentional about making time for my friends you know my family doing at least something once a week that is not just work related right um but to your point about you know do i have time for love you know love relationships require a lot more time um way more time than you know i mean if i had a small child it would be different but my son is is grown so i don't have to um you know cater to him and take care of him and tend to him in the way that i did when he was a baby um yeah. but relationships require a lot of time and as you know especially when you first get together with somebody you know you want to see them all the time you want to spend all your time with them and it is difficult i've always said that <laughs> I've always said yeah, that the perfect guy for me is mm -hmm. a man that I can also work with because 
even though, yes, I am busy. And even though, yes, I am a workaholic. And even though all of that, I enjoy what I do. I'm not yeah. just doing these things. You know what I mean? I enjoy it. I enjoy being really active. I have a lot of energy. It feels good to do the things that I'm doing. I feel like I'm making a positive contribution to my community. I'm filling my, my, my heart is full. Um, I feel like my skills are being used in a great way, but the truth is, is that it does make it difficult to have relationships. It does. It does make it difficult really hard for most men to understand that yes. they have to share me they have to share me with the world with a with a, with a I mean, listen it, the, the 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 new world is different but we tend to accept more the idea of a man that is being you know shared with the office than yes. the opposite but now there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a slew of a whole generation of women who yeah they make their own money they live life in their own pace. They, some of them, they don't even want to have kids early now, mm-hmm. or they, or they had kids early and now they like in 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 this place. And I, I was having a, a conversation. Like I don't even know why she sent me a message. Like, I mean, she sent me a message, and then she deleted it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's somebody that I haven't spoke for years, mm. like, and haven't seen her probably 15 years. Oh, wow. Uh, but I've known her since she was 15. Mm-hmm. And uh, beautiful woman. So I saw I saw her name. I was like, oh. and then I saw her name. And then, you know, in WhatsApp, when somebody sent you a message, but then they delete it. Right. And then uh, I sent a message. Hey, what up? Long time. You know? Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, oh, I I thought that you would not remember me. I was like, who would who you would forget about people. you? Like, like, and you, you are know, good with memory. You met remember oh, yeah. people. So I was like, uh, no, no. Hey, how you been? And we actually end up talking all day by voice mm-hmm. voice uh, messages. And mm-hmm. interesting what she was telling me. She was telling me what a lot of the people around me are going through. Mm-hmm. They are yes. divorcing in their forties. A lot mm-hmm. of them, like. Mm-hmm. My 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 cousin, my other cousin, uh, uh, and me is different because I started really like dating seriously. I would say around thirty something with, with uh, <laughs> in Paris, right? Right. Before that, I was a free agent for so long <laughs> that you know. So. I'm actually think that I actually think that when I when I met my wife, I've been through so much stuff that was I was actually ready to settle down more mm-hmm. by uh, by virtue of I did everything already. Mm-hmm. Let me mm-hmm. just like it became boring, like was I a new one? Put it on the like. Mm-hmm. But most of the people who went to a more conventional way, like my my two cousins and and some family members and 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 uh, some friends and 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 that that girl, all of them now end up in early forties, one or two kids, single, mm-hmm. and not only it's hard, 
to go back to the single life when you don't even know what it is anymore. Like personally, Keisha the hunter, Keisha the predator. I don't even know uh, who's like, I don't even remember how you do this. Like, you know, I don't remember what was my, my MO. I don't remember none of it. Like it's been way too long. It's been like, so wait, nine years plus three plus three, like 15 years that I've been yeah. in, in relationship. Right. So. And I'm a man, I mean, like a lot of men in their fifties, like a lot of them, they divorce, like in, you know, mm -hmm. like when I see my, my cousins, they, they chilling. They actually, they, they were very miserable. The mm -hmm. first, uh, the first two years they were miserable because they were hoping, trying to, to fix it. And then they were thinking about the kids and et cetera. And now when you tell them, Hey, like, I mean, listen, if your your wife like if the sister came back and wanted to get back they were like hell no i'm <laughs> good like they don't want to be they, they, they're good they mm. they like like the, the the this newfound freedom and it's it's actually for a man and like you know you early 50s gray mm -hmm. bird etc it's there's some sexiness in there right men but, can go gray and be sexy uh, women too yes but now for an executive woman not only it is hard to find the right guy but if the guys who are in their 50s are busy <laughs> wanting to be free or they're looking for maybe a number two or or the only choice are younger guys mm -hmm. so how like <laughs> and and that was a conversation I was having with my friend today. Yeah. And she says, so she, she's still going through a divorce, but she just spent a year being miserable. And I was telling her, it's time to, to think about yourself. Yeah. Your kids are going to be fine. Life is going to be fine. And I understand that some people, they like so focused on the success of their family. At a point you have to let go. Yeah. And, but she was like, yeah, but what am I going to do is listen, travel, go, go in the island and enjoy. It's not like, mm -hmm. don't turn into what you're not, but, and it felt more like she wanted to just dive into her work and that's it. Mm -hmm. So how, like, how do you balance that in, in, in your life? That is mm -hmm. like where, listen, it seems like you have space for your friends and that's it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And every mm -hmm. time I call you on Club Shada, you don't answer. So you clearly busy. <laughs> well, the last time you called me on Club Shada, I was actually out on a date. So, and I was trying not to be, oh, shit. you know, that person that I'm out on a date. Because, you know, if you're out How on a date. How was the date? <laughs> That's the difference. That's I'll get. I can answer that. But I didn't want to be that person on the date, like you know, on my phone, like oh, let me get my phone. Oh wait, hold on, yeah. let me pick up a phone call. So I was trying to be attentive. But to go back to what you said, <laughs> you did it right. You went about it right. I think. I think you went about it right. I think you had. Uh, you gave yourself plenty of time to have fun. 
um, to explore and to experience life. You, you know, had uh, a few psychos. Right. Well, you had all of those crazy experiences. Right. But you also had a very full career where yes. you were constantly on the road. I mean, I can remember a time where you were performing like something like like at least like half of the days of the year. Some crazy. you were re performing yeah. like almost every single weekend and sometimes multiple times in a night. Four so, times a week. Sometimes I was yeah. uh, taking the plane. Sometimes eight times in the same week I was taking the plane. Yeah, it's crazy. So you, at that point, for you to try to have a relationship was going to be really difficult. And yeah. also, I think you know yourself. I think you really know yourself. I think you always knew that you did want to have a family, but only when the time was where when it felt right. And when it felt right was when you decided to settle down. So I think that most people, especially women, are pressured to uh, go about it in a very different way. You know, the idea is you, you know, you graduate, you get a job, you get married, you know, you have your children young and, you know, you live ha happily ever after. Right. But th that doesn't really take into account you having the process to mature and to figure out who you are and what you really want in life. And so I think that for people that that's why there's a lot of people that are getting divorced in their 40s, because now they're start, they're finally they finally came into themselves and they're like, wait a minute, this person. And I, I hate didn't this guy. Yeah, like you didn't grow at the same pace or maybe what you could have put up with 10 years ago, you can't put up with now. And I think that that is um, unfortunate because now you got to go through the whole divorce. But, you know, it is what it is um, for me. I think that I will make time for the right person. Uh, that's how I really truly feel about it, because I've you know, the last relationship that I was in, I did some, you know, it's always the men that are attracted to me are always younger than me. Um, I rarely have men that are my age that, you know, really make passes at me. Uh, a lot of the men that are my age are in relationships that I meet that are in relationships. But um, in general, it's like younger men. And my last relationship, I was with somebody who was younger than I was. And I explained to him from the beginning, I was very clear, like, I don't think I'm going to have more than one or two days a week that I can spend just with you. Like, I have other things going on. Oh, he's not ready. Yeah, no. And <laughs> and I mean, within the, within two months, he was just like, he couldn't take it. He really couldn't take it. And Yeah, because you want to, like, as a man... When you have that girl that you really like, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm scared. Like in this, this, this era, you cannot say the, the, the right words without in, in, in uh, infuriating somebody. But <laughs> there's this idea of when you're in love, and, and, and it's not the right way to go at it. But you have this feeling that you want to possess the person, if I can say it this way. Yeah. Like yeah, you no, want them right. near you. You want them with you. You want them at the movies with you. You want them, you know, like I remember like, uh, when, when, when I meet, when I met somebody, I was, I wanted to take them to the movies and then I want to take them to the studios and stay at the studio until 4am, then go home with them. And then, uh, yeah, I have a show tomorrow. You come in with me, tell my manager, hey, Gillen, take me another, another train. And like, like, 
most of the, the the girls from that era they remember that I was always traveling, but I was always like taking them with me somewhere. Like, mm -hmm. so it, when you have a woman that is so busy uh, becoming the mayor of 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 Newark <laughs> that she doesn't have like she has like two days for you in the week. And it, so if you are like me and you are busy as hell as well, if you have somebody and they're like, listen, I have those two days, it would be great that we align and spend those mm -hmm. days together. Mm -hmm. That's different because you both are busy. You're going to find yeah. some time, grab a coffee somewhere, uh, mm -hmm. enjoy like seeing yourself, maybe in events, like you might mesh your your schedules together but you're both busy building empires mm -hmm. so you understand mm -hmm. each other mm -hmm. but if you are younger and you don't re you don't understand and you don't have the maturity you're gonna start being like paranoiac and be like yeah and like ah who's this guy why is he talking to you this way ah who's this and you're gonna be scared of the powerful guys <laughs> Because you got like people like Quincy Jones, they're like, hey, Marcy. <laughs> right. <laughs> so how do you, how do you, in the future, do you see yourself with, I mean, just find some yourself, some young guy, or you're gonna, or you are looking for a more mature guy, or you don't care? Um, I'm not really looking for anything, to be honest with you. I mean... I feel like yeah, you're busy becoming the mayor. I understand. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the. I feel like when the right person comes around, Subject like, in. I'll, I'll know. Hi, um, I'll know who I'll know. It'll feel right, and it will work. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not like it's not. Yeah, I guess it's it's not that I I don't care. I do care in the sense of, um, like I'm not. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm not. Um, I'm not attached to a particular like what it should be or what it shouldn't be. Um, but I'm definitely open. Like I feel like love is always something that's beautiful. So if it comes around, then yes, I will be grateful to receive it. You know, I'll be grateful to to find a person that I can connect with in that kind of way and that we could build together. But I'm not searching for it. I'm just not. I just feel like you and you also that. realize that from what you say that it has it has to be as busy as you to understand yeah they either have to be as busy as i am or they have to be really confident they have to feel really confident and they have to you know they have to feel they because what happens to me and even before i was as busy as i am right now this has been like my life um a lot of times when you are doing stuff and you know working in entertainment and being around people guys get jealous um they do want to possess you they do want to monopolize your life they were uh, jealous they wanna... of me yeah they're jealous of you they're jealous big time jealous of you and why when there's no reason to be jealous like that's just stupid uh, it's stupid to be jealous of I somebody mean, who's a friend yeah but i mean if you pick a sexy best friend I mean, that is that is the guy that you know everybody makes love to his songs. 
I mean, I try to be nice, but I mean, yeah, I scare guys. I don't know why. Yeah, and you know what? It's it the jealousy is not just is not just from the perspective of being jealous of like men in your life. The jealousy is also being jealous of me. Period. Like, oh, I'm jealous of her because she's successful. I'm like I've had guys say to me like, "Oh, no matter how much I work, like I'm not I don't have the context that you have or I don't have this that you have." And I'm like, "Why are you competing with me? We're in a relationship with each other. Why are you competing with me?" That is weird to me. I don't I don't want to compete with my partner. No, that's not. So, yeah. <laughs> it's hard out it's here. Interest, it's, it's interesting because I've been in these situations where I'm like, so what am I to you? I said, mm -hmm. you're my girl. I love you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but like, what's my use? I said, what? love me. Right. Yeah, what else? I said, I don't need nothing else. Right. It's easy. Be there for me when I feel exhausted from my own battles. Just be the rock. Just yes. be there and tell me it's going to be all right. Make some tea and tell me, let's let's watch some manga. That's all I need from you. And they, like, they want to, they want to be more than that. And you're like, I don't need nothing else. Everything I have. But this like, is the problem. This is that's like the my problem. Biggest, this is my biggest issue with relate. Well, one of my biggest issues with the way that people see relationships. People want to. They don't listen to what your needs are. Right. To me, true love is this. True love is seeing somebody for exactly who they are, and loving them for exactly who they are, and loving them the way they want to be loved not the way that you think that they should be loved or you want to even give the love like so for example let's just say that you know i love roses let's just say i love roses and you know i i, I like to get roses but i pick a partner who thinks flowers are stupid thinks it thinks it's a waste of money thinks it's dumb doesn't so then they never give me flowers because they think it's dumb but instead of saying, wow, Marcy really loves flowers, let me show her in the language that she speaks that I love her. And I think people do that all the time. We want people to be who we want them to be. We don't really see them for who they are. We try to like fit them in this box. And then when it doesn't happen, we're pissed. And then we try to love them the way we think that they're supposed to receive love or, you know, and actually what they're saying to you is what you just said hey i just need you to be there for me i just need you to be my rock i just need you to to be that safe quiet space for me and the person's trying to do the most because they didn't actually listen to you and give you what I think, you need i think people believe that love is a mirror mm. when it's not like they want to they want to be loved the way that they love you and they want you to be what they they believe love is when that's that's not what it is like i'm bringing my 100% and you are bringing your 100% so mm -hmm. we are the bonus of each other but most people they're like i'm looking for my other half all that bullshit that they see in movies now you are not supposed to bring only 50% of yourself in a relationship no. you're supposed mm -hmm. to be full built mm -hmm. and then you do a, yeah. a, a collaboration together like 
now that I've been in a relationship for nine years now. Oh, it's been nine years? <laughs> Listen, she was 19 when I met her and I was 39. And I'm, she's now 29 barely and I'm 49. Legal. She was no. barely legal. Yeah, I was doing my for 40s crisis. I was like, yeah, like, give me a nice, <laughs> cute, a nice cute girl. <laughs> but look, we are now almost 30 and 50. Right. So it's very interesting. Um, that when I met her, I really was my full self already. Mm -hmm. And I was just, I just gave her the space to become who she, she was becoming. And I, I always said to myself, soon as I met her, I was like, okay, she might grow into somebody that you hate. <laughs> so I, because I always said that to myself, Mm -hmm. I never felt that whoever she was becoming, I had to, of course you can, you can give advice and, but I was, I was never trying to control because I understood that control doesn't exist. Right. I understood from my previous relationship. If you believe you can control somebody, you are like, listen, they might pretend for a long time and then patatrack. Mm -hmm. Mr. Simmons. Hi. Welcome back. What's Just up, getting bro? in from New from work, and I had to catch you guys live. Hey, long time no thank see. you, thank you. Long time, long time no see here on Club Shot as well. Emery saying, and actually, that's a very interesting uh, comment. Mm -hmm. Polyamory can be a solution for modern <laughs> women. Look at Nick Cannon. Oh my God. Po are we talking about polyamory or polyandry? Oh. Because polyamory, me, so me being with a man who has multiple women, um, it, that doesn't work for me. No, that, that no, won't work it's for impossible. Me. So polyandry, me, me being, me having multiple men, that might work. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, who are you? One for each purpose. Now, I'm just joking. I, I, um, that's just a lot of too much for me. Um, okay. So, how? What, what do you think of of Nick Cannon having two, how many? Twelve babies. I, I can't keep up. It's so many. With five different women, I guess. Right. Because um, me, I thought what I thought in the beginning was that he had like a few babies here. Then he went to the next one. He had some babies. Then no, he's actually. Mm -hmm. Having them at the same time. Yeah. With all these people at the same time, but like, yeah, what's I mean, the point? if that, like, here's my thing, you know, I don't, I, it, I think it's I don't very judge. interesting. Yeah. My, my, that's my thing, right? That's his life. That's what he wants to do. I know Nick Cannon has a lot of health problems, so I don't know if he's just trying to like ensure that he, his legacy is going to live on. I don't know what his... Well, you need you, you know, don't need like, ten. You don't need twelve kids for your legacy to live on. Right. Three is enough. Right. Whatever he's going through, whatever mm. it is, whatever's fueling it for him, that's on him. But I could never deal with that. Like that just seems like so much drama. 
so much drama. I can't even imagine having to deal with all of the, like, imagine trying to deal with six different baby, baby mothers. Mom. Imagine that. And you know, they don't all get along with each other. Somebody's jealous. Somebody's of course not. And, uh, then you got the oh, you diva can't... Mariah Carey as your ex-wife. You know what I mean? She's probably like this motherfucker. You know what I mean? She's oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, what the hell? Like it's just what? I couldn't I couldn't deal with that. That's way too much energy to have to manage. It's just it's like hard especially enough. with all the businesses that he has. Right, he's exactly. like he's one of the listen. Kudos to him. He's one of yeah. the busiest working guy. Management shows, uh, podcasts, uh, talk talk show, etc. Like, mm-hmm. so how? How do you have time to do all this? I know I'm a busy person. Mm-hmm. And two kids is more than enough. Mm-hmm. Like I'm counting for me. If you see me making a third one, it means that I have a few millions now. Right. Because I, I, I would need to have somebody full time in the house to help with that. Yeah, exactly. I, because and 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 because you arrive to a certain point where when you like when I had Asia was perfect time for me. Mhm. Mhm. Now, when I when I'm like I'm I'm like okay, wait a minute. I'm 49. Mhm. Like if I make a new one at 50. Mhm. Now you have like the next 5 years. Right. Where you have to really take care of them because they're babies. Right. And I right. I don't know if I'm willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Now imagine 12 of these motherfuckers. Yeah, no. You don't want another one? Babies? Uh, my my son has grown now. I mean, there was a time where like I Like me, thought- mine is the same age as yours, 20. Let's go. But you're a man, so it's like you're not you don't have to put your body through all of that. I can't imagine being pregnant. Surrogate. Sorry. Well, there you go. I mean, according to my gynecologist, I'm still I'm nowhere I could still have as many babies as I have. virgins. I know. We're super fertile. You just touch us. Pregnant. <laughs> babies pop. Babies. <laughs> Everywhere. Um, yeah, no, I used to think like it would be nice to have one more. And especially now that my son's older, I'm like, damn, man, you know, like, I wish I would have another baby. But now that I'm older, and I definitely never would want to have another child if I wasn't with the dad, you know, because being Mm. divorced sucks. It sucks. Like co-parenting, you know, you, you miss out on things. And sometimes you don't agree. And you know, your, your child is getting, two very different upbringings and um i definitely would not want to go through that again if i if i were going to have any more children i would want to be with the person so is your is your ex-husband married mm-hmm. yeah he's remarried he has two da- additional daughters oh so you oh so your son is yeah he's good he, he has, has he has yeah. he has little sisters and stuff it's just on your side that uh yeah, and me on my side is the same thing. Vanya has a, she has a daughter. Mm-hmm. She calls me daddy as well, actually. And uh, <laughs> what she yeah, does? Yeah, yeah, she does. She calls me Papa Kesha. And uh, and her, her and 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 I have a daughter too. So my my son has two sisters. Mm-hmm. 
when I ask him, like, would you want like a another brother or sister? He's like, nah, 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 nah. I'm no. good. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why? He's <laughs> like, no. Because he needs it because he, he's the only boy. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the first. So he's got his place. He doesn't want to lose it. <laughs> That's interesting. Organized players. Mike, what you doing in Manhattan? Where is everybody in, in, in New York without me? They came to see me. Hey, hey, hey. You should be here. <laughs> yeah, I should. I'm going to give him your address. <laughs> no, you should be here. Oh, yeah. Six me. women. <laughs> Damn, six women for six Nick women. Cannon. Like, that's, God bless that's... him. Do you, do you I mean, know that? Listen. I mean, whatever he wants to do, it's, it's up with him. But do you know that um, talking, Emery was the one who said about uh, polyamory. And, you know, there's that's a big conversation right now. Like, everybody's talking about, yeah. oh, I'm polyamorous. Everybody's polyamorous. Everybody's polyamorous. Okay, great. Um, but Until there's somebody with a huge meat that arrives and does some destruction. Right. And you're like. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I'm. This, this stops. But my thing with the polyamory, the reason why I take issue with it, or the reason why I take issue with it, with it for, from my perspective, is that it's very male-centric. It's about the men. The men have all these women. It's about the men, the men, the men, the men, the men. It's not about the women. It's about what the men want, man wants. And women are just saying, oh my God, yeah, I'm polyamorous. But it's really what I know friends that have been in this. And it's, it's more always polygamy more. Yeah. And so when you think of, and then when you talk about women having multiple partners, it's always like, Oh, I don't know about oh, that. There's, um, there's these two podcasters and I think they were talking about this and actually the woman was mm -hmm. polyamorous and actually was the woman that had, that would bring some people from some time to time. Mm -hmm. And you can watch if yeah. you want, you can participate, but I mean, I, listen, I mean, I can't personally, yeah, I can um, deal with that. I was raised, uh, I'm a Buddhist, but I was raised Catholic and I was raised, uh, I went to the, to the church school and I'm, I'm a Bantu. I'm from Congo's like, nah, I'm, I'm old school that way. I'm sorry. Like to me it's either one for one or if I have a number one, that's it. If I if I if I start at if I start at two, it's it's a lot of you guys, but it's just uh, I'm not with nobody like like that. I'm I'm just yeah, yeah. and because this story of like living together with like two or three women yeah. that you like, I was at the I went to to I went to Africa to to see some family and this this grandpa was there with his four wives God bless and him. all his kids in a in a big house where <sighs> he was not working and they were working right and he was just there chilling <laughs> i was like yo you my hero <laughs> right I, I mean sign me up where can i get that life <laughs> but i mean I, I mean and everybody was like you know, so it's it's uh, it's, it's the African Muslim Muslim West African mm -hmm. life, mm -hmm. and yeah, for there it was normal. And like to when you want to bring a new wife, you have to have the the you mm -hmm. want to have you need to have the 
the permission of the mm -hmm. the wives that are before and i think your maximum is four and when mm -hmm. there's a new one taken in then the other three have to train her and then they are like she has to obey to the other three and etc and then like all the kids are raised together and they all grow up together and i was like wait a minute who's who like who's who like now that's his wife what about this one that's his wife too what about that one that's his wife too <laughs> Oh, and that one is his daughter? No, that's the new, new, new wife. I was like, yo, wait a minute, That's so funny. But God bless uh, him. He's doing the damn thing. No, listen, the guy was chilling. He was telling me that he used to be a, a fighter at, at the army in Portugal. He was a pilot of something. And then mm -hmm. he went back after reforming and he was there chilling with his four wives. In, and I was like, all right. Well, look at that. So did you see um, Kanye's new conversation with paparazzis? No, wait, from what? What was the latest? Like tell me. yesterday or... Oh, or no, I didn't see it from yesterday. Two Hold days on, ago. Tell me, tell so me. So he's been... Uh, yeah, he's been, he's been uh, going to get his, his kids. So, now, the first one was... He was with his new wife because <laughs> he got married to another clone of, of his wife, right? And he said and it's because uh, he couldn't have sex if he wasn't married. <laughs> Did you hear that? That's what he said. <laughs> no, because he's not because he's into church now. He's like really into the church. So he can't have sex without being married. Oh, that guy. <laughs> I, okay, 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 okay. So so with that and that so that new woman she knows his wife because he's, he's right. she's been working there for for years right 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 and apparently so they were they like were her. well so she's been uh they they were leaving uh going somewhere or getting in the car and some paparazzi was there and he went in a rent Mm -hmm. And the paparazzi was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I stopped taking pictures. He was like, yeah, yeah. Would you like it if I would be there? Da, da, da. And he was like, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, some instead of going in his car, right. then he gets triggered. And then he just goes into, and those people, they film. So uh -huh. this is such an interesting interaction between all these people. And he was telling them, yeah, all the people you are selling these pictures to, like the artists should get a share of the money you make. I was like, hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> to everybody was like wrong messenger, but the message is interesting. Yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. That wasn't wrong. Yeah, no, he was You're like, yeah. They, listen, in the, the paparazzi culture in the US is harassment because those people follow you up to your door. That's dangerous, that's scary. Then the second one, he was going to get his kids to school and again, some people were filming him and he, he just came to them. He was like, yeah, mm -hmm. huh? you think it's funny? Yeah, I'm going to come to my kid, to my kid's school, et cetera, et cetera. And the guy was like, no, we're here for Kim. I don't care. And he was like, and then he, he went on a rant again and he was telling them that. Uh, and everybody's like, yeah, okay, bro. So the first one was like, oh, I'm sorry. And they were, the guy was trying to keep him 
to calm him down because he, they knew that he was about to become violent. But the guy did a very good job of being like, yeah, I'm sorry, Kanye, I'm sorry. That That's such a strange conversation that people are having with celebrities. The second one was like, yeah, bro, what you want me to do? We're all here. It's a hundred of us. Like, yeah, it's it's like public space. And he was like, yeah, but I'm, I want to have like my, my space, my life. Da, da, da. He was like, that's not how it works, bro. And the other one was telling him the same thing, but in a nice way. He was like, bro, like, that's technically, this is my right to film you. I have the right to film you. And he was like, yeah, but, you know. And the third one was a woman that was not a paparazzi, or maybe she was, I don't, I don't know, but she was filming mm -hmm. with her phone, and he took her phone. He took her phone, and he threw it away. Wait, I think I, I have it on Instagram. Let me see. Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, he took her phone. Oh, he just. Kanye. Oh, yeah, yeah. <sighs> your boy. Gee, he's not my boy. <laughs> oh, well, that's your but... friend. Mm, poor Kanye. I really wish that Kanye... Well, number one, Took six I months. Would, yeah, Took. I just, it would be good for him to take some time away, but he's not going to do that, right? Because he has nope. a family, he has kids, so he's not going to, he's not going to like disappear away from them. So that's one thing. Then the other thing is that, yeah, I just think that I don't, It's tough, right, with Kanye, because some some of the stuff that he says, he's not wrong. But yeah. you can't even say that. Like, look, they tried to cancel Dave Chappelle when Dave Chappelle was like, you're not supposed to say this, so I'm not saying it. But da -da -da -da. And then they tried to cancel yeah. him. So, you know, poor Kyrie. I feel so bad for him. I feel so bad <sighs> to the point where people who people really like I know people I have people that i know that i'm close to that are jewish that have just completely written off Kyrie because they just are like oh he's anti-semitic and i'm like but why are you saying like what is the evidence that he's anti-semitic he posted about that thing and then he okay he just posted about like a, a documentary yeah that doesn't mean he's anti-semitic it means he's sharing information and then everybody else started hey agreeing with him you know you had the the israelites um which is a organization of people here and in, in the u.s that believe that they're um the original jewish people and they showed up yeah. at his you know at, at um oh, yeah i remember at the stadium but he didn't ask for them to come like he's not asking for this right everybody else is like rallying around him and saying all this stuff but he's not asking for it and it's like now this guy is getting fined ridiculously he's getting no that's you know, abuse like, it's just it doesn't make any sense and i feel like with kanye again he's provocative right and he and to, when he said that he and trump are like they have but they both had dragon blood right isn't that what he said like they were dragon energy dragon energy they were they were um twins he said they were like very much alike i think he's right i think they are alike i think they both like to poke and prod and provoke and stir up controversy i think it's part of their personality i think they like it i like i think they like to drop a bomb and then walk away and yeah. like watch what's gonna happen right there they like to work the media there's a thrill for them um, indeed there's a thrill for it so it's like when you already have that kind of personality and then you also have no filter and now you also clearly have some mental illness going on then you also have 
in addition to all of that, your entire, your, your marriage is, has fallen apart. Your, you know, your wife now is dating some other guy and you have to deal with that. Like everybody sees what's going on. It's not like you could deal with it privately. It's blast everywhere you turn. It's on the news. It's in the papers. It's here. It's there. The gossip never stops. The people are following you. So you can't even deal with your family issues in private. Like, yeah. I think it's a miracle that he hasn't completely lost it already, to be honest with you. Like the fact that he's still kind of holding on. Oh my God. Pull no way. You want me to be running up on your kids' games like that? Hey, bro, what do you want me to do? Is everybody's here? Dude, you, you know how it is every week, bro. I want to just see my kids. I understand, bro, but it's not just me. It's, it's a hundred of us. Everybody got to stop when I see my kids. Bro. How you, how, dude, like, what do you want us to do? It's a hundred of us. I don't care how many. Oh, what do you want us to do? You want to hear what I want you to do? Yeah, tell us what you want us to do. If I need to see my kids without oh. you photographing. Okay. You can't go home and see them? <laughs> like, what do you want us to do? It's a public place. It's called human rights. It's a public place. Kanye, you know, you know what time it is? What the? Yes, Kanye. I understand. Y'all ain't gonna run up on me like that. If I say stop, I wasn't running. If I say it ain't running. I wasn't stop with running. Your cameras. I know, but stop Kanye, your you're. A, I understand. Y'all ain't gonna run up on me like that. If I say stop, I wasn't running. If I say it ain't running. I wasn't stop with running. your cameras. I know, but stop Kanye, your you're a celebrity. <gasps> We were there for Kim. <laughs> so right. the problem here as well is that all these people, he's telling you something and you're still filming it because you know that. So like this whole you thing know is. That you can post it and get likes or make some money off of it. And it is not fair. I mean, at what point do we draw the line where celebrities get to have privacy some level of, yes i know that that's the life that you chose right so you chose to be a public figure yeah so in but some come way on. but not but he's right like why can't at least when you're with your children there be some kind exactly. of respect for that you know i don't take photos with nobody when i'm with my children not not my daughter because my my son is, is big enough but when when he was between zero and 10 12 no photos. I don't care if it's the only time you're going to see me in your life. No photos. I was telling people, hey, I'm really sorry, but I don't I don't I don't take pictures when I'm with my son. And it was a rule because I wanted him to have a little bit of a normal life. And I understand the fans want to take a picture, etc. But I didn't I was like, no, sorry. See, I'm with my son, and they're like, ah, oh, but don't don't worry. Uh, some you know sometimes you're gonna have this. Don't worry, we uh, we can we can we can hold him. I said, no, you are strangers. Yeah, but we are your fans. You still are strangers. I'm with my son. I put this rule for myself. I'm not Keisha anymore when I'm with my with my children, and I'm not gonna stop for you now. Like I understand my my children know who I am. They know I'm a singer. They know I'm a celebrity, etc. 
but when is like for, for example today uh i, I was on a, a daddy and daughter uh moment we went to the hotel myriad in front of the house and it was just me and her uh, everybody else stayed at the house we just went to uh yeah to have dinner together mm-hmm. she's five she knows what she liked there so she wanted her thing they know her there they know exactly the princess what she wants Mm-hmm. She brought she brought her iPad, so she had her she did a little setup. She was happy, and yeah, we had dinner together. And I was on the phone with my cousin, and she was on her thing. And yeah, and if somebody came and say, "Oh my God, can I take a photo?" I would be, "I'm sorry, I'm with my daughter." Right, because it's like and, you need to have some space. Yeah, but in the U.S., like I think the like you listen, you can't even touch a. A paparazzi that is putting their, their camera to your face like this. You can't even touch them because now they're going to, yeah, they're going to, like, I think Kanye is being, uh, I think that at least I, said, I saw something where he's being, uh, because of what he did with the paparazzi. Okay, look. There you go. Named suspect in a battery investigation after recent run-ins with paparazzi and a fan. I mean, if they're gonna say that him taking the girl's phone and throwing it is is battery, I I mean, I think that's really unfortunate because he didn't touch her. He just took the phone away. And I've heard you've seen I've seen so many celebrities over the years do that. I've I've had people Britney. tell me don't film and if you film they will have their security come over and take your phone so the difference is that kanye did it himself i just i don't know i feel like it's almost you should have security yeah they should be doing that but they he he's he's out there doing his own thing because he doesn't trust anybody but my thing is is that Mm. i feel like the public isn't going to be happy until something crazy happens with kanye until you know there's some violence erupts or till if he hurts himself or hurts somebody else or i think people are not going to leave him they're going to keep pushing him and keep pushing him and then when something if if something like that happens they're going to go see he's crazy on your honeymoon you know, but it seems yeah. as though to me, it's like people don't want to just give him space to deal with what's going on with him internally and with his family. They're just mm-hmm. going to keep, they're going to keep pushing. It's, it's, look, that's, that's the last one. The first one, that was the first Guys. one. Just stop. Just stop. All right. I just want to congratulate on your honeymoon. Bro, just stop. Yeah, but I, I'm in the alley. No, listen, bro. Yeah. It's like antagonistic. I, I just need this one a, shot, please. No, no, you got the shot, but I'm saying it's It like, was not good, but I respect you. It's like, that's my thing. It's like, you don't even know. Y'all just jump up on people like this, and it's just like. I apologize if I caused you trouble, and you told me to stop, and I stopped. Do you know the first time I ever took medication why I was? Because I got mad at paparazzi. I'm so sorry. You know, you know what paparazzi it was? No. The same one that shot Britney. Oh. You know what I'm saying? My dad did photography for for newspapers. You know what I'm saying? It has to be some kind of balance, some kind of conversation. I can't live in California in my life like I'm some type of 
caged animal to be judged. I totally understand. And and we yeah. respect you. You told me to stop and I stopped. No, I appreciate We that. love your music, your but talent. Who, who do you work for? Which company? I'm independent, but I upload to the media. I do. Who's, who's the media? The media doesn't have a right just to like, boom, pop up. We have no idea. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then I'll have no say-so over the shot. Mm-hmm. No, you did because I stopped. No, it's I listened not just to you. That. It's like it's not just that. It's the entire media. Y'all find where we're at. Y'all take this photo. What percentage of the what percentage of the money do we get off of the photos? Mm-hmm. On this one, probably not. On which ones? On, on none of them. For years and on years. On your general PR, yes, you do. But I'm the wrong person to argue with you. But who do you I work res- with? No, independent. Who I'm do you t- say? I'm totally independent. I need to find out all the information and how it actually works. So I can, like, mm-hmm. if I want to just go and drive around and not have to worry about paparazzi, I do it. At this yeah. point, it's like I served too many years in the game. I've been to anger management. Man, I'm not I'm not in that life no more. I'm here for this. Yeah, he's you know, pretty like, calm. The music is this. Yeah. When you get all the image and stuff, it's like, it doesn't work for me. No, I'm sorry. I don't want to bother you. And I wish you guys all the best. And I give you peace. But yeah. I'm not the only one on the street. Everyone who will see you will take pictures. Yeah, it's one thing if other people are taking pictures. So I'm saying it's like, but I asked you like three times, like, who is the company that you work for? Who no, work no, for honestly, honestly, God, I do not work for but any who, company. You're going to go and take this picture of me. You have no plans of giving me any percentage of it, giving her any percentage of it. That's not, it's not right. And just because it's been like that for a long time, don't mean that it's going to well, be like that. In the state of California, it is right, but I see your point. I see your point and I respect your wish. So, and I wish you a good evening. And oh, I... No, it ain't in the state of California. What's that? So, mm. Sorry. Not because you're like, I stopped, but you already took the photo. And as we may in public domain, but if it bothers you, I stopped. No, it's not an if. It does bother you. <laughs> it ain't up to y'all. My image ain't up to y'all no more. Okay. If okay. I take your camera, is it up to me then? No, it's not. Anyway, I wish you a good evening and you I apologize. You want photos? What's that? Uh, no, I need them. <laughs> I actually haven't even seen them. <laughs> you need them. So you got the right? I actually, I do scared. have the right to the photos. I do. So what happens if I take your photo, if I take your camera right now? I would not like that. Please don't do this. I walk away and we're all good. Oh, but would I like it? Do That's I it? like y'all doing that to me all the time? No, I apologize and I'm walking away. So let people know. Yes, I will. Let all the paparazzi know it's up. I will. I will. Have a good evening. See, this is, I, I don't know. I take issue with this because I don't think he's wrong. I think he's, I, I think he's right. I think he's right with what he's saying. And as you were playing that, it made me think about more about the types of images that these people take, right? So just say he was with his daughters or with his children and they take pictures now. They could be selling yeah. these pictures to a, a pedophile site. Or oh like, my God. You know what I mean? Like child, like, who knows where those photos are going to... So you can't even protect your own children. So, yeah, yeah it's just, it's, it's, it's tough. I completely understand how, like, people like Britney just lose them, lose it. Because, I mean, personally, I never, I mean, I've, I've been to a level of celebrity, especially in Africa, where 
I had the whole city showing up if I would, I couldn't walk in the street. Mm-hmm. But I know that uh, at this point of my career, I can walk around in my neighborhood. I'm good. If I'm in a club, yeah, I might do a few mm-hmm. photos or yeah, from time to time, I'm going to meet people. They're going to ask a photo. People know who I am, but people don't really bother me. It's always a great interaction. Mm-hmm. But imagine you're having an argument with your wife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And somebody's mm-hmm. filming you guys? Right. Exactly. Like Exactly. Or somebody's coming to you asking you questions about, yo, so what about that? What do you think about Pete? What do you think about Lee? like Right. Triggering and questions. You, we Yeah. And if and if you have on top of that, you have a, you have mental trouble mm-hmm. that are that are known. Mm-hmm. Of course you go and you can see that person. I think I think the person was polite. Even if he felt in his own rights, because in California, like the paparazzi are protected and it's like, it's, yeah, it's journalism out there. And there's a whole, and you could see that he was trying to not trigger him. And then at a point, I think Kanye triggers himself as well, mm-hmm. because he goes on a, he goes on rent mode. Mm-hmm. Even if he was calm, he was still on rent mode. And right. a lot of things that he said were, yeah, they were right. But at the same time, I I think he contradicts himself by providing all this content to all these people. You can go in your car, close the door, and and go. Like what most, most celebrities do. When they don't want to be interviewed, they don't want to be filmed, they don't want to be this, that. You have, first of all, you have security. You go in your car, close the doors, drive away. No, she goes in and he wants to have conversation with people. And he creates the content. And now the content is everywhere. And now you're going to go on YouTube. You're going to have, and everybody's going to do their commentary. So at the same time, he's fueling this whole Mm -hmm. This whole me- new media of people who always need to have something to talk, shade rooms, all that stuff, the blogs, even us right now, right. by not being able to control the moment where he should just be like, and I mean, if I, if I would work for him, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. It would be like, you. I was like, shh, 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 get in, get in, get in the back. There's a driver is ready. You go in, the wife go in, everybody close the door, move. And and I tell the people, hey, step aside. Mm -hmm. The fact that he's, first of all, I mean, I understand he's he's probably the the, the rich neighborhoods and stuff, but at that level of money, I don't I don't walk in the street by myself with my with my wife. Yeah. Like you see did you did she did you see Kim Kim when she she goes out somewhere all these mm-hmm. paparazzi are there but before she leaves yeah. the team is already yeah, creating team. a security perimeter telling everybody yeah 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 move to the side da, 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 da. then she goes out people are asking questions and they're trying to but you can see the gorillas that are mm-hmm. Explaining to you that there's a perimeter that if you enter, you're in trouble. Right. And she understand she understand the thing. She understand that she can't 
she can't prevent this to happen and she understand that it's also like that's her that's yeah, what that's she does yeah. she loves it yeah i mean she made she, that clear in the irl podcast she said that yeah, she, she said she loves this and she said she felt like she was built for it i think you're right i think that you're you're right that kanye makes it worse for himself but i also understand that he doesn't trust anybody and he definitely doesn't trust people that that have worked for him you know he had that trainer and the trainer was the one that got him committed and that was not good so now he's at the point where he doesn't want anybody close to him so i think it's really hard i think it's really really hard to 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 be at that level of celebrity and have all those things going on and i think he's just trying to get control like he's trying to just find a way to control something to take be able to control something in his life and there was a time where he wouldn't talk to anybody i remember i went to morocco this was years ago and we brought all these journalists he was a the headlining performer at a festival and the whole point was that they were there to interview him and he wouldn't talk to anybody like he wouldn't talk to anyone he said hi to us but he wouldn't interview with anybody and he wouldn't interview with any of the folks in morocco and that was I remember we were pissed, right? So he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't, right? Because everybody was pissed at him that he wasn't doing interviews, but he didn't say anything that got him in trouble. So, <laughs> and and you you have this thing where it's something I always tell artists when they arrive to that level. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna work this hard and wish for that level of success and fame and you arrive to that level where you can change music you can change trends you can become a trendsetter you become a trailblazer and you make millions of dollars you you have the shoes you have like all these things you get with you get with media you get with kim kardashian and then after that you complain about everything that comes with it And as as somebody who choo choo the train, as somebody who's who 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 lived fame, I completely understood right away what it was about, and yeah. I kept my eyes on what I was here to do, my music, my business, make my money, etc. And understood that yeah, interviews you have to do, people in the streets, etc. I understood it. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I didn't, I was not surprised. And if I ever wanted to go higher in there, I wouldn't be surprised as well. I would understand if you want to, you want to go live in California, all that stuff. Listen, you can mm -hmm. live in France. You can live in, you can go live in yeah. Dubai. You can live in many places. Now, if you right. decide to, to live in a certain lifestyle, you have to also understand like, it's not, it's not, I'm never going to be the guy who say, yeah, but you wanted to be famous. No, it's not that. It's like, In America, if you want to arrive to certain types of level, there's going to be a lot of things that come with it. And you have a lot of people who can explain to you how you can work around it and live around it. Because there's a lot of people who are, look, look, I'm Jay-Z and Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, they do a great job of They do a not great working. job. You don't hear them. When you hear them, it's because there's something when you when you and sabrina is saying something important that is bipolar but yeah the mm -hmm. not only you don't hear them you hear them when they have something to say a lot of times when there's drama around beyonce or jay-z you don't hear them you only hear 
all the people who are or everybody's giving their opinions you don't hear them no they don't even have they don't even need to say anything for you to pay for whatever you said and they go to events you don't see them coming you don't see them leaving because they have Mm -hmm. an army of people who are making sure that they enter from the entrance where we know we we've been in those entrances it's not like i've i've entered clubs from places where you would never imagine that it takes you to the club sometimes you enter through a parking that is a private parking that is in another building and then and then boom and then you're arriving directly to the VIP. And then you get in the club, you do your show, you do your photo with the fans, and then you leave again. Right. Nobody sees you. Like, yeah. so you don't, at the same time, you are, you are multi-millionaire. You like, you have two to $400 million in your bank account. How are you walking alone with your wife? I know, I know. Like, but it's what Sabrina said. It's it is because it is because he is bipolar. Because the difference between you and Jay Z and Beyonce and pretty much most of the other folks that you know are not involved in drama, um, they're not bipolar. They they have you know you have a sound mind. You you're able to make solid decisions. I don't yeah. think he, I don't think he can do that. And I, you know, I, I feel for him. I really do because I just, I just feel like he doesn't have a lot of support, which is probably why he, you know, is latching on to a new person now, a new woman now, but I don't think there's very many people in his life that he can trust. And he made a, you know, a a decision to be with somebody, to marry somebody and procreate with somebody who is an attention magnet. You know what I mean? Like, who's who's more talked about than kim kardashian i don't really know too many people that are more talked about in our era than the kardashians and kim in particular so he made a choice to marry a woman who is one of the most photographed the most talked about the most admired i mean we have an entire generation of women who are like kim kardashian clones Everybody has, you know, Tell me about they, wear the, they wear the same kind of clothing, whatever Kim does, they do it. They all have the straight hair, long hair, you know, if she does her slim hair blonde, thick. they're going to, yeah, slim thick, right? Or if she goes blonde, everybody's going to go blonde, you know, it's like, oh, she tries this new kind of facial. Everybody's going to try it. He picked. Kanye's wife is blonde. Turn blonde yes, too. I saw that. I saw that. I was oh like, God. oh God. But yeah, I mean, I just feel like he picked the worst possible partner for uh, if for somebody who wanted less media attention. I believe that he wanted he wanted it at that time. Yeah, he probably and did. then now he doesn't anymore. But and and uh, uh, I I try to keep the show under an hour and a half now, but. <laughs> We've been on the. I mean, we've been talking for two hours. Listen, it's it like it's it's me and you. Like it's our I normal. Com- I told you we don't need to find a subject. But <laughs> before I leave you, I want to talk to you about something interesting that I've I've uh, actually I saw uh, a documentary about it uh, today on YouTube. Mm-hmm. After I would say ten years of, I would say a. Uh, 
fashion back in the days, the body was impossible to obtain without being on, without not eating. And then Kim Kardashian is actually somebody that, uh, and Instagram popularized the, that slim, thick, big booty, BBL body, which actually gave to a lot of our sisters that look like that naturally, uh, made them like the the norm mm -hmm. which was and then people abused on the the bbl stuff etc because uh who are the heroes now is like all these uh bbl strippers who are the new rappers mm -hmm. like but i don't know if you've seen the new trend that is happening now they are going back to the heroin, uh, crack era, super skinny anorexic woman. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these celebrities, like the one of the Hadid sisters, mm -hmm. uh, a few of these singers, uh, even the Kardashians, everybody's mm -hmm. using that diabetes uh, mm -hmm. drug that, you just, um, I forgot the name that you, you. Oh, insulin? Woman. Insulin? No, it's called, it's called, it's that thing that everybody's using now. Like you just put, put it like, yeah, it's, it's supposed to be, it was supposed to be done for diabetics, mm. but be, mm -hmm. because the, the, the side effect is that you lose weight. Oh, wow. People started prescribing it as a just a way to lose weight and now mm -hmm. the fda approved it to just be oh. sold and now there's actually there's a shortage for the people who really need it for their disease okay. and I didn't everybody that was, that was no there no and on on TikTok, everybody's mm -hmm. talking about that and now everybody is trying to go back to this skinny body from the Calvin Klein's advertisement where everybody was looking like drug addicts on, you know, like when women had like those uh, strange dresses, yeah. uh, photographs in dirty toilets and stuff like that, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and everybody... Heroin like, chic. Everybody's going back to heroin chic, actually. Right now, that's right. like the, the Kate Moss era. Everybody yeah. wants to go... Everybody's going back to that body and actually the BBL era was da was dangerous for yeah. because a lot of people who could not afford it would go to cheap places to get their BBL done and 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 some of them would would actually perish from that. Yeah. But now we're going back to the other side of the extreme which another another body that nobody can obtain that is yeah the Jeez. and like you've seen chloe kardashian like and yeah. I, I think I, I believe that they 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 i'm not sure if they removed all their implants or they mm -hmm. just reduced everything but they all just became mm -hmm. super skinny and they all use this thing i forgot well i forgot this the name of this thing uh it's not insulin insulin no no it's it has a um, uh wait, let everybody use yeah to... now i need to know because it says here oh, yeah insulin shortage it says uh well detamer detamer is what they call it but it says 
an injection that was causing that was it caused um they were using it for weight loss and that it was causing a shortage it's it's called ozempic ozempic yeah it's a type of it's a type of insulin so yeah and it's now a lot of people are 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 because of again there's the it's been approved and now everybody's using like it's like on TikTok, wait. Uh, it's Ozempic. How does, that, how does that? Well, I have a lot of questions because I'm like, how? Do, what are the effects of that? Because insulin is used that 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 medication is used to regulate your blood sugar. So, what? Yeah. Like, if your blood sugar is fine, what does it? You know what I mean? Like, what well, it, it just makes you look on TikTok. There you go. They are wow. all using it as a supplement, and now you can buy it. So. Wow. All of like on TikTok, this is really like the the new thing. And a lot of people, they are using the hashtag Ozempic. 458 million videos. Wow, that's wild to me. And I all mean- of them, they look at 20 kilos down. You see? They tag right. it, all of them, like all of them. And they're showing you taking it and there's shortage. And they're all showing right. you before, after, etc. Everybody's going crazy about that whole. Oh, and they all show you. Um, taking it. Quase um mês de satisfação de 76 quilos para 68 quilos. Wow. I lost 10 kilos, etc., etc. Everybody's into that, and all around the world. And actually, they're making a ton of money. But now the people who need it for their real disease they they can find it and those people prom- promising that they they are about to do more and uh and of course uh all the competition is saying yeah like there's actually now two more products that are just arriving on the market trying to get on the trend but look at the wow that's wild it like it, the world I mean... TikTok. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah, and it's crazy because if you think about it, you know, you were saying how um, initially, you know, people like Kim Kardashian made our bodies, meaning bodies that black women have, right? So, you know, thicker, thicker, you know, booties or, you know, more voluptuous, more curvy, um, that became popular and it was J-Lo who actually started it, right? So she was the first one, and she was a, a woman guitar. of color. Right, and she was a woman of color, but she got quickly replaced by Kim Kardashian, and then it became a surgical thing, where it was more of a surgical thing versus a natural thing. So once again, even though it became an ideal, it was still an ideal that was promoted through women who are white white women promoting something even though it might be you know our body types it was it was made popular because a white woman had this type of body but the upside of that was that it was good and it did i think it was uh, especially for younger women you know there was now there was a space of acknowledgement that your body is beautiful that it's beautiful to have curves that it's nice to you know to have a woman's shape. There's nothing wrong with being a little bit thicker. That's okay. All the body consciousness, right? Body positivity. And then it went from there, right? And I think that part was good. 
But then now that the, this this switch in the trend, what is that going to mean? Because you have a bunch of young women who were depressed because they didn't have the Kim Kardashian body, so they were going to get surgery, they were going to, you know, having all these problems because they oh, couldn't they got it. it. Right, they got oh, the they surgery. Oh, they got it already. So now what are they going to do? They're all going to now go and get get everything right. taken out. And so that's and, the thing. Is like the the it's sad. Like it. Like Joel is saying, it's sad that a woman's body becomes a trend now. Becomes a trend, and it's ultimately still, you know, for all the body positivity movement, you're still actually not appreciating and and saying that it's okay, whatever your body is. That they're still not saying that. They're still saying, yeah, this is the ideal body, and anybody can have it if you do X, Y, and Z. So it's still not about embracing you for who you are. It's still about are, trying to, yeah, you know, attain an ideal. And they are moving the impossible target every every time six seven years. So once everybody gets skinny again, then you change it. It's like it's it's trend, it's fashion. Yeah, it should be like, hey, listen, everybody is great. But now you see like there's like there's this big trend like Bella Hadid, wow. I guess, uh, yeah. Ariana Ariana Grande, I think. Like all of them are just becoming super skinny, and you like what's going on? Well, I still, I mean, I remember when that trend was happening, and. You know, it may have been popular in the mainstream media, but it was never popular in the black community. It was never popular in the African community to be heroin chic. So I don't imagine that our men are suddenly going to, you know, want women to be super skinny with flat asses. You know, the big problem with me here is that there's a lot of very young girl. Yeah who are on TikTok and I mm -hmm. see my sister-in-law, she's 20. Mm. She lives with us and she's, I mean, we had conversations with her uh, as we were talking, like, and we we're like, you know, like a lot of people are depressed because of TikTok and mm -hmm. some of just this idea that you have to go there all the time and that you have to follow beyond the trends and you have to post something like, Social media is designed this way to make you believe right. that if you're not posting, you're going to be missed out or people are going to forget you and stuff. And you have a lot of younger women because we are talking as adults. Right. But me, I'm, I'm thinking about my daughter. Yeah. Once, once she's 13, 14 and we, we, give her, we give her the permission to have a phone, or whatever is going to be the the medium mm -hmm. by the time she arrived there in 10 years. Uh, if you have a social network like this one where there's a trending thing and like you feel that you have to be part of it because mm -hmm. if not, you're not it. Mm -hmm. That's when a lot of people, they... They yep. like social, it's not just TikTok, but Instagram, mm -hmm. TikTok, Facebook. There's a lot of people who became depressed from watching other yep. people. Or listen, there's a lot of people, they have no money, right. but they're cute 
and they know how right. to edit their photos. So they get invited in the best hotels mm-hmm. and they find sponsors from, or maybe they drive to places and then they tell them, hey, listen, we will offer you two nights at the hotel. We just want some beautiful photos and you tag us for, we need mm-hmm. free photos of the hotel and this and that mm-hmm. from your Instagram, right? Now, these people have been followed by a bunch of people who are like, oh my God, I want to travel like you. I want to be like you. And people are just obsessed mm-hmm. by yeah. not celebrities that are, it's like it's people on TV. Like there's some, there's like some control of what they do, how they do, etc. But when it becomes people on your phone, people are obsessed. Oh, I want to be like you. I want to travel like you. And then, then people are starting to, some people go out by themselves in places they don't realize some of these women they go with their boyfriends and stuff now some they start going by themselves in places and then stuff happens you got a lot of people they keep watching all these women that have uh that pretend that they go to the gym but actually they do surgery and they're all trying to get that body and because they don't have that body they hate themselves yeah and now all these people after hating themselves for not having the BBL body. Now that they reach the BBL body, they're going to hate themselves because now the trend is skinny heroin chic. So the message is love yourself for who you are. Love yourself. Love yourself the way you are. But you know, Marcy, you and I, we've known each other for 20 years. When I met you, you loved yourself for who you were. And you were scary to even your boyfriends at that time already. <laughs> and I love myself for who I was. And I was scary to most boyfriends and my girlfriends as well. Because we don't need n- neither the approbation of a partner, nor the approbation of the fans, nor yeah. the approbation of the strangers. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't need it. Me, I always tell people. You like my music? Thank you. You don't like my music? There's plenty more music outside. Enjoy. But how many people are like us? Mm. Most people, you tell them love yourself, they're going to be like, yes, but. A lot of people, especially after the pandemic where everybody was online all the time watching everybody else, now people like they... They love the people that they identify with way more than themselves. A lot of people, they love Kim Kardashian or some, listen, because of my my song trending on TikTok, I'm discovering a bunch of these Brazilian girls that I've I've never heard of, but that are posting on my song and they have like 10 million followers. They're like 21. And I'm like, and when I look at the comments, everybody's like, it's like little, like 10 million people. That's a sect. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a cult. Yeah, that is. And you have all these little cults on Instagram of people with like 10,000 people, 20,000 people, a million people that they only swear by you. 
You make right. a song, they go, they listen to it. You're gonna do a thing, they go. You you in a movie, they will go, etc. Yeah. And so how do you love yourself? Right. Because those people are replacing God now. <sighs> they love their politicians, they love their their the whatever guru, they love their they love the hashtags. Mm -hmm. Like everybody has a flag for everything now, so like Everybody is behind whatever flag they are, and they they obsessed with it. It's not on on a, on a point where like you remember when you home by yourself that you are you. When I look at myself yeah. in the mirror, and I look at my 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 qualities and my defect, and I'm like, I love myself. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I can. I mean, I'm happy. I'm losing weight, and I'm so I'm happy. And when I when I when I when I when I had uh, ten kilos more. Like three months ago, I was like, oh, I have to lose this. But I still love myself. Yeah. I never had a problem loving myself, but I think we are more and more becoming UFOs. Right. Because most people, I think they they don't love themselves because maybe, yeah, they, they didn't have a, a, a loving mother. They didn't have partners that love them look listen um i mean i've i've knew a, i knew a few of your boyfriends mm -hmm. they were all obsessed with you mm -hmm. and you you knew a few of my girlfriends and mm -hmm. they were obsessed with me as well mm -hmm. so of course we love ourselves and and we are successful we are so we can tell people hey love yourself but yo most people like are depressed they don't love themselves young women young men and they mm. go on social media and they yeah. see like listen i go to my let's go to my instagram right mm -hmm. if we go to my instagram and we go to uh search mm -hmm. oh no we don't have that we don't i don't have explore do i have uh, there's a explore yeah. Page. right look right. what it's showing me i know same with me i get when i go to mine it's always like women working out or women like in bikinis and i'm like why is this look, even here i don't even look at this stuff. look at look and, and they're showing yeah. me a bunch of of women that look like my wife yeah exactly so i'm like what are you trying to tell me right yeah you like this type of girl here's more here it is. yeah so then uh, you know like they, they don't realize what it does to to the psyche out of point yeah and it's a mix between this and that and that's where i i imagine you you were younger that that looks one way you look like this girl but you're not yeah. exactly like her and then yeah. every time you enter somebody is looking great they have a they have a great uh uh, body they have they, they, they dress amazing they, they great makeup and then and, and yeah. yeah and you're like oh my god and you look at the oh the floor in her house all that stuff you don't even know if it's their house but then you start seeing like oh i wish i could do a photo like this but i don't have that house i don't have this oh my god this one is in bikini oh where is she oh i wish i could be in the big and then you start right. saying right. to yourself i'm not like this right and how, so how you do after that? Like, and, I, I, I and, wish I knew the answer. <laughs> well, yeah, there's no answer. It's just, you know, like 
it's and it's great at a point because you see people that look like you. So yeah. it helps at the same time, it helps you love yourself because you see mm -hmm. people that look like you that are looking great. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you are not somebody that is um uh, that has confidence in yourself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you can really quickly end up yeah asking yourself if you're good enough if you look you know like mm -hmm. and that's the dangers of i mean I, we grew up without the internet right. there was no internet when i was like 15 yeah. it didn't right. i mean it existed but it was not it so like easy this. to get and it was not in my pocket mm -hmm. like yeah. you look you you take it out of your pocket because it's calling you or when you have yeah. nothing to do, like you don't want to have conversation with people. Yeah, you, you prefer having, <laughs> and, and, and depending on what you're looking for in there, or are you looking, are you using it for entertainment or are you using it for, uh, for work? We use it for work. So yeah. we're promoting stuff. We are pushing yeah. stuff, content, like most people, they use it because, yeah, oh, who's, what is this doing? And it's like, just like mm. whenever I see some, one of those Brazilian, I ask my wife, hey, who's that? Oh, she's such mm. and such. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, oh, she's famous because she did that. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah on TikTok, mm -hmm. she has like, I was like, oh, all right. You know? You can and, be famous for anything now. You can be famous what? for anything. You're just famous for being famous. You know what I mean? It's not like... Yeah. Uh, 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 before it was that you had to do something. You had to either, yeah. you know, create Have a great song art or right. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or maybe you were a politician or whatever. You had to actually do something to gain notoriety and fame. Now you can just do it by posting pictures of yourself looking good and just build a following. If you have a following, that's your cachet. I, I really think though that the the self love love component is critical. Like it's not about, it and I think this is where people don't what people don't get is that it's not it's survival. You need to love yourself to survive. You're not going to survive in this world if you don't not survive as a whole person if you don't love yourself. You have to. The whole world is going to tell you why you shouldn't do something, why you're not good enough, this, that, and the third. Everybody's going to have an opinion. You have to be really grounded and stand firm in knowing that who you are is perfect for you. You were made perfect. You're not going to be like every other person. And that's the point. The point is we're supposed to all be different. And it's like if you don't Everybody love yourself, else is taken. Yes, exactly. And if you don't love yourself, you are not going to be happy you're not going to make it when tough times come you're going to fold because you're not going to have the inner strength to keep it moving you just said like that what you said everybody else is taking um a friend of mine used to say um i love myself uh and and why wouldn't i love myself because there's like there's nobody else like me like I can't fit, I, I can't put on anybody else's suit. This is my suit. I can't put on your suit. You know, I love you, but I can't put on your suit and become you. Like nobody ever can become anybody else. But it's crazy to think that 
that's almost what people have begun to believe that if they do the right surgery or they take the right angle of the photo and have the right lighting or you know they 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 get the right car or whatever that they can become that person that other person the kim kardashian whoever and that's crazy have you seen how many women look like kim kardashian it's crazy i'm like, like the if same you, face the same the same everybody the person the, the, person the lips the cheeks the, the the chin implants like everybody is literally starting to look like the same person and they all look like her if you go to like um a lot of the women's like shopping sites like the big ones the ones oh, that yeah. everybody's like fashion nova like those kind of sites all of the models look just like kim kardashian all of them there's one model that i follow on instagram every time she posts a picture i'm like oh that's oh no that's not her Mm -hmm. And then like, and they, they, they come from so many different places. And you're right. like, how may, how come this French girl, this Russian girl, this Dubai girl, like how they all look like the same person. It's crazy. It's crazy. But I guess that's the world we're living in. <laughs> yeah, it is. What am I going to do? Ah, listen, my sister. Just <laughs> <laughs> it was just amazing to have you. you. Uh, listen, me personally, I don't see myself being somebody else. Like, mm -hmm. I listen. I wouldn't change neither who I am, nor my children, nor my parents. Yes. Everybody else, I could I could have a simulation in my head of, oh, what if I married that one? Or what if I did that? I can simulate in my head and have a little scenario uh, mm -hmm. for one minute and and imagine a whole life with somebody else. And But my children, I wouldn't change them. And my parents, I wouldn't change them. And myself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, why would I like, why would I change? I, I think so highly of myself mm -hmm. without being, without abuse. Yeah, I just think highly of myself. Right? Like, yeah, it's not arrogance. It's just, yeah, listen, I believe that uh, God made me to the perfection of what he thought that I was supposed to be. So. Exactly. Once I understand that, I listen, I don't care if you have muscle, if you have this, if you have longer this, if you have whatever, if you're taller, like I'm like, good for you. I hope yeah. what you do with it works. Because yep. what exactly. I'm doing with what I have is amazing. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not depressed. I'm not bipolar. I'm not this. Like when I see the amount of crazy people around me, uh, I'm like... I, I, t I told my mom, I was like, I told her three days ago. I was like, mom, with all the crazy genes that I see in around us, in some cousins, some, some, some siblings, some this, I'm like, thanks for not passing down crazy <laughs> genes to me and giving me like the right stuff. <laughs> like, right. thanks for giving me the right stuff. <laughs> I love it, guys. Yo. Because some people, you're like, yo. But no. Oh, God bless you. Know? Yeah, God bless you. But 
some of y'all like so i don't i don't see why i would envy somebody else but again i had a great life yeah i'm having a great life but like the last 49 years were amazing even when i was depressed and you were yelling on me about that girl <laughs> right that was an amazing pussy but <laughs> I was still like finding something there. It's dangerous, dangerous. Very dangerous. <laughs> Hi, if you're watching. <laughs> but <laughs> but you see, it's this thing where some people they might not have all the tools we have. We have weapons. Mm-hmm. And to those people, yeah, it's it's more like a road to accepting and loving yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, oh, love yourself. Some people will reply to you, how? Right. And you're like, listen, it's a it's a it's a decision. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like love. Mm-hmm. People th- say that love is a feeling, is a, it's an attraction. Is the, okay? That's the first three months. Yep. If you want to go to nine years, mm-hmm. trust me, it's a decision. Yep. It only becomes a decision after a point. It's not more about love. It's about teamwork. And yeah, affection is still there, etc. But it it is it becomes a decision after a point. Because if not, yeah, listen, your natural ways will be like, okay, time to chase again or whatever. Yeah, If exactly. you want to suppress that, it becomes a decision too. Because you want to build something and you don't want to be distracted, etc. So, mm-hmm. listen, you want to learn how to love yourself? I'm going to ask ChatGPT to write a book about this and I'm going to sell it ah. for $2 on Amazon and make a million bucks. There we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> All right, let me read some comments and then we're moving. Uh, these, these people are now talking between themselves. They don't come to the show to talk to me now. They come to... <laughs> they come to talk about, uh, about themselves. Uh, always love yourself. Yes. We also need to teach our are young men, I guess, to know yeah. how to choose their next partner or future wife. Mm-hmm. In the in the problem with with all these apps mm-hmm. and this dating culture, we are teaching people how to just move from one to another. Swipe, <laughs> swipe. yeah, swipe, swipe, swipe left. I tried once. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to go there. The devil is there. <laughs> I literally, I went on the app because my friend, it was like a joke. So he made it for me. It was so funny. And I went on, I'm not even kidding. I think I went on eight dates in one week. And I was like, this is not normal. This is not normal. You would never go on eight different dates in one week. Listen, me of 2005, <laughs> I'm glad that those yeah. apps didn't exist. Whew, that would have been a different story. <laughs> you would have yeah. multiplied my number by 10. Yeah. And yeah. that's a lot of people. 
Because yeah. that's already a lot of people. Right, Seven. exactly. But anyway, Julie says she doesn't care about heroin chic. She will stay with her fat ass. Yay. <laughs> Go ahead. Team fat ass. That's this, this your partner here. Right. Your partner exactly. here. <laughs> team, team big booty girls. Booty girl, big booty girl. Don 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 I, I, I did a remix of something going on, but I did a, a Jersey, like Jersey club. I will Jersey play that. Club. Send that to me. Oh, send yeah, I'll me. send it to you. Yeah. What is Jersey that club you're is saying? Blowing up right now. It's like killing the game. They are killing the game. There was a, the, um, there's a new artist, Coyle Ray. She's, um, you know, she Oh yeah, of course. That's the yeah. daughter you know, of, she's um, Verdium? she's Cape Verdium. Her mom is Cape Verdium. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. Okay. Yeah, and, and but she's from like she was raised in New Jersey, so she came here. They did a Jersey Club remix of her song "Players," and they did this huge video. So a lot of my friends were in the video and like you know oh, were wow. part of the production. Yeah, it, it's dope though. It came out really good. Amazing! Mm -hmm. Oh, I gotta check it out. Yeah, I'll send it to you. I like the way I look. Period. I'm not ready to change my eyes, my legs, or whatever. Yes, good for you, Dahlia. I would add, I would add some, I would change my eyes to, to 20, like to see better. Yeah. <laughs> I would like, like if they, if we have those options, yeah, I'm taking, I'm, I, I don't have nothing against surgery and stuff. Like, uh, I just don't need to change what I like, but mm -hmm. if I can enhance, eh, yeah, I might, mm -hmm. I might, you know, why not? But yeah, look at yeah, it's the, the cute girls here saying ah, I wouldn't change anything. But yeah, you guys That's because you're beautiful. Because you're beautiful. Of course, you don't want to change nothing. Anyway, listen. Guys, uh everybody, give me some unicorns and some rainbows in the chat to celebrate Marcy <laughs> for finally coming back to see us after 266 episodes well i definitely won't wait another 20 200 and uh 20, 226 266 i won't wait that long i'll be back before then body came back like 20 times okay now you're putting the pressure around me but that's okay you know what when my podcast comes out i'll come back and you and you better invite us and of you course. know we i was talking with body was like hey we should have we should do more like three free party and that would I'll be amazing it. to have like the three of us yes. having conversations about DJing, yes. about music, about different things. Let's do it. I'm down. You let me know. All right. All right. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. So everybody can catch you at Marcy Pina, of course, mm -hmm. uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, I will put the links, of course, in the description of the video for those who 
want to go click and say hi uh other than that listen uh so what what are you doing this week um what am i doing this week that's a good question what am i doing this week um i um oh my sister's getting married on friday so i'm going Yay! to florida on thursday for her wedding and nice. working and all that yeah i have a couple of interviews and stuff like that that i'm working on so um i'm excited for that we'll all be together we haven't been together in a while so that that should be good um we'll be in an island called singer island it's like outside of west palm oh, beach for the okay four days so that'll be really good and then next week i have this really cool party called afro elegance it's going to be at the museum and it's a black tie affair so i'm excited for that and you know you're my twitter guy well you know this but i have to tell the whole world you are my twitter my twitter godfather i think is what they called it oh because I, I brought you to twitter because you brought me to twitter when it was a beta when it was in beta wow. testing. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm talking about 2007. Yeah. I was in LA when, when I think when I first um, created my Twitter account. I, you didn't even have it on your phone. You could just text message. Yeah. Remember that? You'd text to a number. Yeah. A yep. UK number. Yeah. It was called, actually, it started by, by a, they, were, they were trying to do a, a, an app called Odeo. Mm -hmm. And it was, they wanted to do something completely different about audio and stuff. And then they changed and then they called it Twitter and they called it, they wrote it like Flickr. Oh, and okay. then it was T-W-I-T-T-R. Oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Back in the days. Yep. yep. I remember my first tweet. I found my first tweet. I sent it from Mozambique. Wow. Yeah. Of all places. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I was on tour and I was like, just just got out the plane. And I was just tweeting. I didn't know if he was going because I was just texting that number. Yeah, so it was so strange, right? Yeah, because you were just the internet, you would just tweet. Out to the ethers, you didn't even know. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> anyway, thanks for coming to Club Shada. You were amazing as always. Me. You know I love you. I love uh, you too. And uh, I mean... We spoke, yeah, we speak all the time, so. <laughs> <laughs> More to come. More to come. Mm -hmm. All right, and I'll play you my track so yeah, you can hear it, hear it in the, in the outro. Thanks for having me. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Good night, everybody. I will, the show is brought to you by uh, Shadaware. Uh, don't forget that uh, you can, uh, <sighs> you can go to the channel and like some videos as always put some comments and uh don't forget that uh i will see you wednesday i might have a guest again wednesday uh i have to decide with him if we will speak french english or portuguese oh wow he speaks better french but some i know he will want to speak portuguese but i believe that we should do it in english or in french but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right. DJ Marcy, uh, Executive Marcy, uh, <laughs> Curator Marcy, CEO Marcy, Future uh, <laughs> Congress member or, or, or Mayor or something, Marcy. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I will see you. Uh, we'll talk soon. And uh, Club Shada Gang. 
We will see you when we will see you. Peace, my people. Thank you.